being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning. you got Mike and Rich coming to you from Buckhead here. And as always, it's a beautiful day overlooking Buckhead. We've got right here over Lenox Mall. We're up uh, at the level watching the clouds go by. And boy, it is a Chamber of Commerce Day, if we only had a Chamber of Commerce in Buckhead. Today we've got three super, super, super guests. We've got a, a real estate story, we've got a mental story, and we've got a consultant story for you. So I think you're going to have a lot of fun with uh, Juan, Nick, and, uh, and Deborah. So let's go ahead and kick it off this morning. We're sponsored by the Buckhead Business Association, co-hosted by myself and Rich Casanova. And we're live in the studio here, and we're going to have some great, great information you're going to be able to take out and take home today. So Juan... You have uh, been a real estate guy. I think it said you went to New York, broke after college, and you wanted to be a real estate investor? Yes, sir. Tell, tell me the rest of that story. Yes, yes. So soon after graduating from the University of Georgia, go dogs. Go dogs. Okay. I was uh, broke with bad credit, so not in a great financial position after graduating with a BBA in economics and a minor <laughs> statistics. And how many pizzas did you eat to be broke? <laughs> <laughs> he said he graduated economics and it was broke. I almost said a Whoa, spit take I on that one. Business degree, right? But it was the University of Georgia. It's okay. So not a good start after graduating. So um, humble beginnings. Moved back in with my mom. So I love my mom, but just can't live with her. You know. <laughs> uh, but uh, one thing she did do for me, she provided me with a gift, a book. Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. That's the first book I actually read that was not a textbook. After reading that book, I devoured it in about two days and decided firmly that's who I want to be in life, a real estate investor. Fast forward about six months later, end up landing a job for the United States Census Bureau in New York City, and I packed my bags and moved to New York. All right. So you got, to, you got to survey a lot of front doors there in the Census yes, Bureau. Yes, a lot of door knocking. You saw a lot of real estate in a hurry, so you were able to anticipate. I guess you learned how to guesstimate, right? Yep, yep, and avoided the hot water out the window. Well, one, yeah. of, the th one of the things I saw in your bio there, Juan, is that you, uh, uh, your company name or your product is a very unique. It's called 100% Finance now. Is that a guaranteed product? or A guaranteed product in regard to our services, yes. Most of our services are guaranteed. We don't provide the client the results they're looking for. We'll give them a full refund. Very good. So, you know, the, the, the challenge is, uh, is finding out exactly what they need and letting them understand what they need. So talk a little bit about the real estate market here in Atlanta. You've been back here for a while now after, after that stint in New York, and I understand you have quite a few properties. So walk us through uh, some of your fun days. Okay, cool. So uh, currently I own about 63 units, and as I stated earlier, I started off with, with bad credit and little to no money, so I had to be a bit creative. And I think there's a quote that goes along those lines that, Creativity is the birthplace of limitations, or limitations is the birthplace of creativity. <laughs> if I one, one way or the other, <laughs> I think it works. <laughs> so, so it provides you with that ability to be a bit more creative in how you finance your deals. So while I was in New York City, I realized that the price point for real estate was a little bit above my pockets, so to speak. So I decided to invest out of state in a small town, not too small, but Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, small in comparison to New York City, and I continue to throw my dollars there and use creative financing to, to purchase real estate. So now I'm at 63. And even though I currently reside here in Atlanta, Georgia, I still invest out of state. Well, it was interesting. One of, your, one of the, everybody's talking points from real estate, they think they have to invest on their own block down the street. The house you live in is not your investment. That's what you're actually renting from yourself. So talk about the 
cross counties and the different rules and the, th and the things that have made you successful where you found some niches? Okay, great. So one of the things I found successful is pretty much keeping your ear to the street, so to speak. So instead of just working with a buyer's agent, a person who works normally with a buyer, I'm an investor, so I buy properties. I do the opposite. I work with a listing agent, a person who lists the property. So they're familiar with the state of the property, as well as the motivation of the seller, as well as the lay of the land. So I will have a team of these listing agents, about 25, so a lot of cold calling. So I had to incorporate sales into my job description, even though I'm a real estate investor. And I'll have this team of real estate agents, listing agents, finding deals for me and giving me the scoop of what's going on in this market, in this county, in this neighborhood, with this seller, and with this property. So you obviously favor some zip codes because you're looking at the process. So obviously Correct. you're working in Pittsburgh, and you do some work here in Atlanta. And where else? Uh, that's primarily it in regard to the real estate aspect. But uh, online, with 100% finance, we're national. Good. And when you, you also mentioned you were a, you're a nationally renowned public speaker. So oh, talk like to me like about your seminars and your activities <laughs> and your things you do that, that are trying to help others because it's all a pay-it-forward process, giving back and giving it up. Yeah, so in regard to giving back, well, I'll, I'll say how the concept of 100% finance got started. After quitting my day job through my real estate holdings, a lot of my friends were business people. That's all I associate myself with go out, hang out, have drinks, and so forth, talk about business. But they would ask me out, not necessarily to have a few drinks or to watch the game, but to pick my brain. Hey, how were you able to finance this deal? Hey, how were you able to improve your credit? How did you get funding for this? I'm like, whoa, these dudes are really using me or <laughs> utilizing me, right, utilizing their friendship. So I said, you know what, I'm going to use or utilize them as well. So I decided, okay, I'll answer all your questions, but first let me take a survey, you know, using my Census Bureau a background. <laughs> Let me take a survey of all the questions that you have. And then I created an ebook out of that. Those 10 questions from each of my friends became 10 chapters. I frequently asked questions they had. So I created the ebook and then sold it to them at a high price, 40 bucks. And all of them <laughs> bought it. Not thirty nine ninety five, but nope, for full 40. $40. I, learned, so. I learned now you got to put it 97 <laughs> or 95 at the end. Yeah, but at the time it was 40 bucks using PayPal. Well, you didn't have to deal with a change that way you could, right. you could take all it electronic. You, could, you could sell it at, uh, at, at, at the cocktail bar right so so after i found out that it was a, a need a market then i decided well if these guys are interested maybe there might be other people nationally to, who may be interested so i got my smartphone out and started creating youtube videos so the production was subpar but my main focus was giving out consistent content and on every youtube video in the description i will place my phone number I say, hey, if you have any questions, concerns, please give me a call. And so people who came across my videos who were intrigued by the messages that I um, portrayed on YouTube, they reached out to me and said, hey, that was a great video on buying apartment buildings, but I was confused what you meant by cash out refinance. Can you create another video about that? Well, so I, that's I, I do I have a thirty nine ninety five book. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I will answer their question, correct, sell them on the ebook, as well as say, hey, what else do you want to know? Hey, I want to get into real estate, but my credit's bad. Do you guys offer credit repair? Uh, we do now. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're offering it soon, <laughs> right? Or hey, how do you how are you able to fund your deals? Uh, using business funding. Oh, will you be able to help me? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Fill out this application. I'll get back to you in a few days. So pretty much, I found a following or created a following, found out their demand, and then created a product to satisfy their demand. Most people like this bottle of water, 
They'll say, hey, I have this water. Who wants to buy it? Who wants to buy it? You, you might say, I already got my own, or I have coffee. I'm not thirsty. And then I'm stuck with this inventory. But I think the reverse is better. Say, hey, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And then if you all say, hey, we need water, then what I'm going to find What do you have and what do you need? I'm, I'm thirsty. I have, I have thirst and I need water. Correct. So that's how I created 100% finance. So yeah. it's pretty much low cost because it's all social media. And social media, uh, you can use it, all the free resources that they have, you can use it to your advantage. Well, it's very interesting. Let's go back and look at your factor of looking at other markets for a moment. Let's just dream for a second. We've got a mentalist here. He probably knows my next question, which is going to be, if you were going to pick another city in the United States other than Pittsburgh and Atlanta, what would be some of the criteria you would use to pick another city, and, and how would you go about that? Um, I will say somewhere in the southeast, I would use Chattanooga, Columbus, Birmingham. Uh, those are pretty much, or maybe Greenville okay. as well. So cities that are in the southeast because it's local to drive to, because normally okay. when I go to Pittsburgh, I have to take a flight. Sure. Granted, it might be a two-hour flight, but I would rather drive to, to put my eyes on the property. And I know that they are hard-working areas. I prefer to work in C as in Charlie areas. A is, is the high-type area, like Buckhead, for example. You see people jogging at night. You see a yogurt spot around every corner. <laughs> you see a Whole Foods. D is in Davis more, I need to tuck my chain in at night right. or maybe not go there at night. <laughs> so I, I tend to specialize in the C as in Charlie. Section 8 is great. And those areas have high blue-collar areas, Section 8 areas, and it's low barriers to entries in regards to the price point. You get more bang for your buck. The cap okay. rates are pretty And So you want, you want to buy a little over wholesale and, 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 and rent at retail, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> retail just happens to be a little, a little lower in some of the communities you work in. You well, that's it. a great opportunity. What about the next year? What are you going to do in real estate? Are you going to expand a little, a lot? Yes, do bigger. Uh, I've been comfortable with the small multifamily between five units and 20 units. Now I want to step my game up. And play a bigger game. Well, so, how do they get in touch with you? Just see, name name a number at the bottom of the YouTube. Go. Oh, sure. So my name is Juan Pablo. You can follow me at 100% Finance, 100-P-E-R-C-E-N-T-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-D.com. And my number is 347-687-0161. So at the New York number. Well, New York number. Well, Juan, it was a pleasure to have you on the show this morning. We're going to wrap it up in a minute and go ahead. But I'm going to move on to Nick now. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. I understand, Nick, you've been on the show before, and you're you're back to kind of show us some more ideas and thoughts and uh, and catch us up on what you've been working on. So talk about your products and opportunities and things you do. Okay. Well, I offer two services. I am an entertainer, so I perform at corporate events and private parties around the country. I am based here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I also teach individuals and companies around the country how to read people through micro-expressions and body language. Okay, micro-expressions. Yeah. Well, is that like the uh, raised eyebrow? Yeah, micro-expressions are little small expressions that happen literally like maybe no more than one second, and it happens in the face. So you, there are different emotions that whether someone's happy or they're content, angry, disgusted – you react on a micro, literally a micro level, whereas body language, the difference is that can last a long time. If someone crosses their arms and not doing it for half a second, they might be there for a while. So you got time to process. Mm -hmm. Micro is very fast and very sometimes small. It's, it may not be a huge movement that you're looking for. I got it. Micro means minute, very small. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Instantaneous, I guess. Yeah. So you mentioned you train or teach. Talk a right. little bit about the opportunities to uh, to learn those micro there's, skills. There's, there's two ways. I offer an individual private lesson or I offer a workshop class. 
on that. And um, it's basically about, with an individual, it'll go a little faster, but usually like with a workshop, it, it, the number of people is irrelevant. So you can mm -hmm. have as many as you want in there. And it'll probably run about, I would say about two and a half, two, anywhere between two and three hours okay. of, of training. But the, the really cool thing is once you got the skills, you got it for life. Sure. And I think that that's a really cool. Well, but you do have to practice a little bit, there. so you've got to keep paying attention to people, right? You, you, well, yeah, with everything you have to practice, and with everything. Um, but the neat thing is, is a lot of the stuff you can pick up quickly. So once you, it's not like you didn't know how to do this. You took the workshop. Now you got to practice for two, three weeks, and then maybe you know what I mean. You'll slow, slowly learn how to do it. By the time you leave, you already know a lot of stuff, and now it's just little fine-tuning and little maintenance. I think that's a really, it's almost like an instantaneous learning, and I, I, I like that. Well, I've been watching your micro gestures here. I've been watching you moving your hands forward and backwards, telling us we're going to proceed and, and back up and learn. I guess it does take a little opportunity. Why, why do people take your course? Well, well there's, there's two reasons. It can be done for personal or professional, since We'll talk with the okay. professional first. So with your career, if you are involved with dealing with clients, how about to create a better rapport with new, with new clients you're going to meet? How about keeping that great rapport with existing clients? With sales, when you're selling on something, you can know whether they're interested or they're not. How about if uh, for people in business who go to networking events, how would you like to know if when you're talking to someone, are you talking to them too long? <laughs> or do you need to, uh-oh, I'm losing them. I better reel them back in. You know, that that's up to you, but you know whether you're losing them or not. Or have you ever gone, approached a, um, say, like a small a small group, group of four people, whatever, and they got their circle and you want to enter the group and you're standing there and they never really let you in? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know that immediately so you can save a lot of time? And I mean, there's just so many little things that you can pick up and, and tell about that. Now, for a personal life, well, how about a better relationship with your spouse or maybe the person you're dating? How about with your children, if you have any? Family, friends, um, so co-workers? Let's, let's so see, are, are divorce attorneys good referral sources for you? Where do you teach? Tell, tell us a little bit about your physical activity, your groups. I think that's pretty well, interesting. Well, again, uh, so the way it would work is for a workshop, Regarding companies, we'll start with them okay. first. I go to them, so just okay. wherever so they are, site, close, wherever they are in group. the country, okay. wherever they are in the country, and depending on their size, it's just up to. Do, do you let the whatever. boss come in a group? They can come. <laughs> yeah, come on in. Whoever they want, bring them in, and I'll take care now of again, them. In that micro gesture, bring them in, and, and you push people away again. How's that working? <laughs> private lessons. I'm just having fun with you. <laughs> Pri private lessons is is individual. I would go to their. Again, if they have, if they're for their career, whatever they want me to, you know, come sure. to their office, or I would then go to their home, depending because it just depends on what they sure. want to use it for. What they want to use it for, I don't really care <laughs> because you really there, have it. You there have is it for no both. test. There is well, no, no test. you have it for both. I mean, just it, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. Now you mentioned you actually entertain, so talk a little yes. bit about your one man shows. Right. So um, I've been in. I've been doing this since 2006, and I've been fortunate enough to again I perform all over the country and even in other countries. I just got back actually from Barbados a few months ago. I was doing a private show there. That was a lot of fun. But I, with my show, it's either like a stage performance or a strolling performance. So I take 
my skills, but I perform in a fun way using fun um, demonstration. I mean, nobody gets embarrassed or nothing like like you can see in my promo video. If you're on my site, like I had a woman on stage and she was um, I asked her to draw a picture in her mind. And while she was doing that, I duplicated it on a sketch pad moment by moment as she was thinking of it. Now, there's nothing psychic about it. I mean, I th I'm more of a psychological entertainer. What I say and what I do, I could read people's thoughts, influence their actions, predict the future, but it's nothing psychic. And it's a different type of entertainment, so it's, it's quite a, it's just, it's different, and, and um, it's been very receptive. Corporate loves what I do. I would imagine you would be quite entertaining at the, uh, at the beginning or the end of a corporate meeting when they're either looking forward to a, a, a boring day and you come in and, and Yeah, I, I, whether it's workshops or um, like award banquets they have, it's not just holiday parties. It's all different type of corporate functions. And, yeah, I come in just like you said, either in the morning or maybe they have like, you know, like a weekend type uh, training sure. or whatever. And on that last day, let's do something fun. You can certainly set the tone on either end of a process. Now, do you do some MC work also? Do you lead some seminars? or I, I never really got into that. No, okay. I, I just never That would seem like that. a natural because loosening people up at the beginning of some of those boring events would be. Oh, I could, <laughs> I could probably do that. I just never bothered to sure. pitch myself in that way. I'm very busy whether I'm performing. Like I said, I'm doing usually two or three shows a week. And then if I have either again, a private lesson, or I'm teaching an actual workshop. So I, I'm just right now very busy with that. But not that I would rule that out, but that's just not I noticed you were quite active on social media and so forth. Do you do all your own promotion, or do you have a publicist? No, I work with, uh, with regards to getting booked. Yeah. I, I work with numerous booking agents across the country, that, and they're the ones that, that book me. And how long have you been professionally performing? Since 2006. And what have been some of you, what are some of your wildest experiences? Your Barbados doesn't sound too wild, but that's probably pretty fun. <laughs> well, that's fun. <laughs> it, um, no, I mean, I get it's just I like it. I get to go to even like just like I said, the different cities and stuff. You get to see. I've pretty much got to visit almost every almost every state. I would say. I'm trying to think which ones. There might be a couple well, that have been left out, and so it's just. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking you've probably left one out. <laughs> yeah, there could be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, but there's the, the different people and the way they um, respond and react, and there's how serious sometimes people take things versus a certain other section of the pipeline who's more laid back. There's there's a, a well, big. I'm, I'm glad you said you, it's not your objective to embarrass someone, but no. some people could be in. I always think about that chicken, the person acting like a chicken on stage. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> that, that, that's hypnosis. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah, well yeah. I understand, but I was thinking about when you start talking about drawing what they were thinking about in their mind, that, yeah. that could have a bad ending. No, no, there's, there, there's nothing inappropriate, and I don't even use inappropriate language. I know there's well. a lot of entertainers out there that like to use someone you know, else as like the butt of a joke or something. I, like would, that. I, I don't like doing that. They're already, some people are a little nervous whether they're coming up. And with my show, sometimes I do things with the entire audience. Sure. Other times it's... One person, two, three, four. I believe I would like your clean show, Nick. So, Nick, how do they find you, and where do they look for you on social media? Okay. Well, the best place to go is right to my website, www.nickcompezy.com. And that's got everything there. You can also follow me on Twitter, Nick Compezy. And, um, yeah. I, I'm Can't actually from Alabama, so spell Compezy <laughs> for me. Sure, sure. I'll spell it C O. <laughs> Am I going too fast? That's, okay. that's, that's a fine. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Kick it up a notch. C-O-M-P-I-S-E. 
Very good. Come PC. I got it now. I'll, I've got that itch, etched in my memory. And then the micro expressions, you saw me do that. I tapped my head twice, so it's in there for good. Well, Nick, a pleasure to have you with us it today. It was a I pleasure. Hope it's been Thank a good, you. Good time. I'm looking forward to your next show here in Atlanta. Thank you. So now as we move over to Deborah Schwartz-Griffin, who is someone, it's always a pleasure to, to have someone you've known for a while. I've watched Deborah work her magic in Buckhead for quite a while on Connections, work her magic all over Atlanta and, of course, regionally and nationally as well. So, Deborah. How in the world do you connect all these people? You know, I do it out of love for helping people and seeing um, good things uh, come from it. So I, I was always a connector growing up as a, as, a, as a child in high school and college, always wanted to help and serve. And when I got into uh, business development, sales and marketing in my career and as a news reporter, I was always the one that was trying to find out uh, the heart of the matter and then how I can help people and get to the, the nuts and bolts of the story. So that's what I've always done. Well, you've worked for a lot of public service organizations. I know you've been very valuable to the community in working with mentoring programs, working with chambers of commerce, working with uh, all types of groups. So, And I think you're right now you're working with the Atlanta Food Bank. Is that correct? Uh, working with the Food Bank and on the board of Star C, which helps um, communities that are in decline, uh, workforce affordable housing, helping the families live better. I'm sorry, that organization that works with communities in decline, what's the name of that again? It's called Star C. Star, S-T-A-R? S-T-R-C org. And it's about helping families. Uh, our beta or our pilot is in uh, Clarkston, Willow Branch. Wow. And we're helping families there through uh, wellness and after-school education and community gardens. Uh, the community gardens is a good program. That's, uh, is that just starting or has that been in operation for a while? No, it's been in operation uh, for the last couple of years, and uh, we've really, uh, we have 50 gardens planted, we have over 90 kids in the after-school program, and uh, doing very well with the wellness program. Well, great. Now, how did you pick Clarkston? Uh, actually, the founder, Margie Stagmeyer, is the one that uh, owns the development, and she's the one that, uh, that picked uh, that development. Now, is this an apartment complex or a community? or? This is multifamily. Okay. Um, this is uh, 22, let's see, there are 22 languages, 186 units, 700 wow. people that live there, and 98% refugee. That is a pure community that is very, very, very diverse and, and stretched. Also, I know you work with the, uh, a couple other groups in the city that are very prominent. Uh, talk about the women's mentoring programs you've been involved with. Well, I would tell you um, the uh, United Way, the Women's Legacy of United Way, uh, the Cole Society, I'm involved in, in that organization, uh, um, the Atlanta Women's Network, past president, uh, so help there, the Partnership Against Domestic Violence and several other nonprofits. Um, I would say that just on a daily basis, helping my clients and in the nonprofit world um, is part of mentoring. Well, the old story of building your brand is so important. You've been doing a great job of that for all the years I've been knowing you here in Atlanta. So talk about some of the strengths that you, you see in some of your clients and how they're moving forward and, and, of course, building your own brand. You're a very colorful young lady doing your magic every day. You know, uh, people come to me like a puzzle piece. They'll, they'll come to me with, you know, Deborah, um, I need to meet so-and-so because I've got this issue. I've got this problem. Um, I've got this product. I've got this service. Who could you connect me to that can help me do these things? And in addition to that, we're building their personal and professional brand and, um, and generating revenue, but we're doing it in a way that is holistic and not just, um, not just black and white or the rifle approach. It's kind of holistic looking at the whole picture. So 
I would say that uh, I've been able to help build the brand of companies and individuals through coaching, through uh, getting them in front of the key people they need to see, and through making sure that everybody gets what they want out of the situation. I bet your engagements wind up being at, at least 50% planning before you start executing, right? Yes, uh, very strategic. Uh, always try to do a SWOT analysis. Always try to look at uh, what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that uh, a company has. And then from there, we start talking tactically. Do most people really know what they should do? They just don't get around to doing it? Talk a little bit about how you have to manage people with uh, not only their expectations, but actually how to value their results. Uh, I think first they have to understand what the, their strengths are and what uh, sets them apart from their competition. So we talk a lot about who they are and what's their sweet spot. And then from that we talk about what their strategic goal is, big picture, and how they take that strength of who they are and bring that into their professional world, into their business. Because the personal brand is going to help them build their company brand. And if you don't understand who you are and the strengths you have and what you bring to a situation, then that may prevent you from actually being successful in your business. So bringing the two together uh, by helping them um, uh, with the, the nuts and bolts of, of everything from how they speak, how they position themselves, um, how they put together their, their marketing collateral, having integrated marketing, so having the social media with the print, with television, with radio, um, speaking, um, helping them put their press kit together, um, and then from a sales business development standpoint, making sure that we're reaching the right audience, that we're talking to the decision makers. And then something that is very important is having a weekly um, catch-up meeting where we check in and we really talk about are they meeting their goals, are we getting these solutions met, and uh, having good communication with them. Well, this sounds a whole lot more complicated than just a handshake and a phone call, isn't it? It's a lot of fun, <laughs> actually. It's really, it really is. But like anything in business, you've got to have fun, but you also, have, you also need to have a plan and a roadmap. And a lot of times people will throw something on the wall and hope that they achieve all their goals, but they have to really take a step back and have a third eye and look at what do I need to do to get to that point, and I help them, I help them do that. Sounds like test and measure, test and measure, right? What's some of the most fun uh, uh, projects you're actually involved in right now? I know you've done some nonprofit stuff lately, which has resulted in some very large events. Uh, you want to talk about any of those especially? You're working on it for the future? Uh, you know, I'm, I, mix, I mix up both uh, the restaurant hospitality industry, where I've been in that for 14 years. So I'm working with a restaurateur that... Uh, is a former founder of Vickery's and Steamhouse Lounge mm. and several of those concepts. He's launching a new brand called Pies Are Square, and I'm helping him find investors for his company. I'm working with a company that specializes in finance and operations for restaurants, Trusted CFO Solutions, and I'm helping them um, make a difference for restaurants. I'm working with uh, soon, uh, as of starting next week, a company that um, Jeff Chernoff, he owns three companies, and one is the community, one is the Consumer's Choice Awards that recognizes excellence in oh, business. Wow. His second business is called the Business Community Network, and that's going to be bringing CEOs together in a roundtable and sharing referrals and leads with each other. And then the third is called Mini Masters, and that's miniature paintings like Thomas Kincaid and Norman Rockwell. And imagine instead of having that on the wall, you're actually giving them a miniature painting 
on an easel with a little light that you, you turn on and you give that as gifts. And so that's his third business. So from a business standpoint, all of those are fun and dynamic. And then on the nonprofit side, I would say Star C, having the opportunity and honor to serve on the board and work with a great team and helping families uh, live better um, is something that's very exciting. Well, Star C certainly sounds like it's a, a good way to lay your head down in the evening knowing you're helping some other families do the same thing in a great environment. Um, I'm very proud of you for working with the process of the, the, the food because the, the youth of the day need to understand where their food comes from. And if, if you've got that many children involved with helping uh, watch things grow in their own community, they may not live on a farm now, but they, they at least know where their food comes from and how it's, how it's made, and they know they have to invest their time and effort. So in the future, if we want to get in touch with you, Deborah, I'm sure people out there are looking down and they probably got their pen out. How do they find Deborah Schwartz Griffin? Well, I'm known as a creative connector, uh, connecting people to people and ideas to results. And so my website is creative connector with an or.com. And, uh, and then you can reach out to me on my social media, either through LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, when you go to my website, you, you'll see the icons so you can reach me through the social media that way. Well, I think we've, get, we've seen a day with our group. We thank you for being with us. But Nick and, uh, and Juan as well, we've all focused on social media uh, as we begin to wrap up our afternoon, remembering our morning. Excuse me. We're still at the morning this morning. <laughs> as we wrap up our morning, we all, we're, all con we're all working on how we get a better brand, how we present a better fact, how we gather more facts, and how we do our jobs a little better every day. So we're here at the Buckhead Business Show today looking at how we can improve the business process we all experience. We've got that last 30 seconds. Juan, you want to wrap up? What's your thought? What did you learn this morning? Oh, I learned a lot from um, both of our guests here and that uh, just very, really appreciative of, of the opportunity. And I learned that there's many ways to make a dollar. Just choose one of them. <laughs> just choose one. That's right. Nick, what about you? 30 seconds and wrap. Yeah, I mean, there's different ways to be successful. There's different avenues. And I think the big lesson is, uh, you know, winners deal with the truth. And you have to, when you're looking at whatever you're applying, whatever business model, if it's not working, you have to go back and make changes. And I think sometimes a lot of people, the reason they do struggle is because they're afraid to admit that they might be failing and they keep going down that path. So you have to be truthful with yourself and deal with the with the results are they are so you know what to do to be successful very good i think you said identify test and measure deborah a wrap up from what you've learned this morning from these gentlemen and this, the show well i think people do business with people they like and trust and call friend and so i think that the, these two gentlemen i'm with obviously not only love what they do but i think that they feel the same way and that's why they've been successful and um, one of my mottos is you have to want to you have to believe that you can and then convince others that you will very good. Well, thank you for joining us on the Buckhead Business Show here at the uh, Pro Business Channel Studios overlooking lovely Linux Mall and lovely Buckhead. So, gang, it's a wrap, and we're ready to go out. Yeah, we have a couple more minutes. Uh, we want to do a shout-out to the BBA, and I had a couple of comments and questions for each of the guests real quick. Uh, so, again, thank you to the Buckhead Business Association, uh, BBA. You can uh, check them out at uh, BuckheadBusiness.org. Um, real quick, uh, with uh, each of our guests, so for Deborah, Star C, I enjoyed uh, being invited to your, the food bank and to the Star C uh, breakfast uh, last week. Um, we look forward to having the founder and some other folks in the studio to continue that conversation. 
Um, you mentioned pies are square. Is that um, pies are R square? Is that Little Caesars or <laughs> like what is? <laughs> They're double. Well, it's going to be square pieces, and okay, it's going to yeah. be uh, made where you come in and you oh, okay. see it being prepared, and then you take it home and you actually bake it yourself. Oh, okay, nice. And it's a knockoff of Papa Murphy's. Okay, nice. Yeah, like that. And then um, um, Juan, I love where uh, every question that was he found people asking the answer was always yes yes gonna make it happen right a take action kind of guy yes <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. and i don't know if y'all got the connection but um deborah i'd like to introduce you to my new best friend he's a real estate mogul here in atlanta and um talk about uh, properties and investment and affordable housing uh, y'all are talking the same language i'm sure there's gonna be a conversation after the show on that right right um for nick um, do you ever turn it off? I mean, what what happens around family and friends? Everybody like <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, you get that. Yeah. Um, no, you're only reading people when you really want to. Okay. We all read people. Yeah. We all we all true, yeah. we all try to get a feel for it. But you really, when you're talking to someone, you want to figure out: Does this person like me? Does this? You're you're trying to figure the out. Vibe, yeah. So it's only when you really want to get something. But there are some things you just can't help but notice, especially when you're talking to someone. But it's not like all right. Yeah, you're zooming so, in, and you're so it's kind of like know. a muscle. If you exercise it, you become more proficient at it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, with yeah. anything. Yeah. And then, um, do you ever go with a client like undercover, and so you can like um, analyze that that trans that that uh, communication, and then review with them afterwards. Here's what you know went right or wrong. Or well, with the workshop, it is hands on. Oh, okay. So we, yeah, it's not just oh, so sit down, take notes, and so they're, it, inter interacting, and then you yeah, get no, some it, feedback. It, it's and, hands. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you're you're trained on. That. And then finally, when you do a corporate event, uh -huh. do you ever open uh, with that at that corporate event and say, okay, we got some good news and some bad news for some of the employees? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, is this love it later? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael, it's all yours to give one more plug for the BBA as we close this out here. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you doing on Thursday morning at seven o'clock? I hope you'll join us at the City Club, uh, where we have a good speaker, we'll have good fellowship, and we'll have a lot of fun. And also, once a month, we do an after hours, which is always a phenomenal experience. We have we go to one of those great restaurants here in Buckhead and uh, have a little adult beverage and maybe have some more d'oeuvres. Uh, and then the last piece, which is most people, uh, we just finished up uh, our annual luncheon where we change officers each year and we give the retail awards for Buckhead, which is a lot of fun. And, uh, and we have some signature lunches as well. So those are spr sprinkled throughout the year. And of course, as always, the Taste of Buckhead business is a showstopper. If you really want to have all the fun foods in one night at one stop, you got it. And then if you happen to be under 35 years old, just like a country club, we believe in the Young Bucks. So we have a Young Bucks organization as well as a leadership group. And we have something pretty well to meet it. So as Sam Asell said, if you'll just buy a little bit of Buckhead, like Pablo says, and take good care of it, it'll take good care of you. So we hope we'll see you in Buckhead at the Buckhead Business Association on Thursday mornings, Thursday lunches, or Thursday afternoons, anytime. Buckheadbusiness.org. Thanks, Rich. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.